Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Life Point. Yes, well, how was that for an introduction? Sound like the old days when I used to announce football. You know, you do the starting lineup. Now, welcome to the field, your Meridian Warriors. You know, of course, I announced for Meridian football for nine years, and I just love announcing. I love talking. I love, of course, I love sports, so I, I love uh, giving dialogue. And I, in fact, it'd be fun to do a sports uh, radio show following a game or a team and, and doing. We've talked about it. Dave Schaefer and I here at the radio station have talked about doing a radio uh, following a game, but I'd love to do that because I just I love announcing and this kind of thing. So it's kind of fun. So sometimes I get in this strange mood of acting like an announcer, you know, versus a radio host. So anyway, but I hope your day is going well and that things are moving forward for you. And I hope that as we near this election, it's almost time to vote. You got next week, we'll be voting that you will tune in and that you will vote for that candidate that God leads you to vote for in every election. You know, whether you're Democrat or you're Republican, pray about what God would have you do. Pray about what God's will is. Pray about what the things people stand for and make sure that they stand for biblical truth. And I, I more than anything else, I told I had the Secretary of State, Lawrence Denny, in last week, and one of the biggest things is that I just want people to vote for the uh, truth, the Word of God. I want people to not do anything that would go against the will of God. And I know some people say, well, there's nobody like that. There's nobody on the planet like that. But I'm telling you, you pray about who God would have you vote for, and you vote for that person. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. And uh, you know, you're not going to tell me who to vote for, even though I do have people try to tell me who to vote for. But I'm going to vote for who God leads me to vote for. The Bible says pray about everything. So let's pray about everything. Let's pray that God would direct our nation and our country because I'm telling you what, it's going to have an effect. Whatever happens in this election will have an effect, not just locally but nationally, will have an effect on who you are and what you're about. So let's let's pray about it, leave in God's hands, and when the results come out, that we just support and pray for whoever is in office. Pray for them whether you agree with them or not. Pray for them, encourage them, love them, and ask God to direct our nation because we want to be one nation under God. And may we never take God out of our nation. Chapter 12 of Romans. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Offering God, your bodies as living sacrifices, living for him, being holy, pleasing God. You know what? That's all he wants us to do in life. He wants us to please him. This morning, uh, uh, early morning on the day that I produced this show, we had a prayer time in my fellowship hall, which I have every Thursday morning. And we just, all we did was we went around thanking God. We went through the 136th Psalm and we lamented together and and we just talked about the faith and the thanksgiving and how we need to honor God. And we always use scripture and, and it was so uplifting. God has answered our prayer in such powerful ways in that group. We've been praying for miraculous things to happen and miraculous things have happened. I'm telling you what, prayer is a key we have to do what is pleasing to Almighty God. It says this is your spiritual 
act of worship, pleasing God. So what do you do to please God? And you look at your life today. What are you going to do today to please God? Are you going to live Jesus? Are you going to share Jesus? Are you going to love people in Jesus' name? Are you going to help someone who so needs help? What are you going to do? Or are you going to do anything? Or do you care? You know, that's what we have to ask ourselves. I think sometimes we just get going on in life, and we just don't really care about things. Oh, things will happen just the way they happen. They'll fall into place. Folks, I have been someone who has prayed for years and years and years. I haven't always made the greatest decisions. I think like all of us, we've made some poor decisions. But the great news is we can turn things around and make better decisions. And we can move forward in a greater way. We've got a lot of decisions to make. I'm 65 years old. I'm I'm certainly heading towards whatever the future holds, which will probably not be a senior pastor forever. And so I don't know what the next few years mean for me. But all I know is I'm going to trust God. I'm going to allow God to lead me. And when I stumble, when my foot hits a, a curb and I have pain, I'm going to get beyond that. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to bandage up and move on. Folks, that's what so many people need to do in their lives. You need to bandage those hurts and to move forward. He says this in verse 2, and he says it for a reason. He says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. Do not conform to the pattern of the world. The world has laid out plans for us. They do it all the time. The world tells you this is okay and that's okay, and you can do this and don't worry about that. When the Bible says no, don't conform to things that are against the word of God. You know, when you lie and you cheat and you steal and you and you do all sorts of things, it's against God's word. It says don't conform to that. Don't give in to the things out there that are saying and justifying sin. So many things justify sin. Stop justifying sin. Be holy as I am holy, the Word of God says. Are you being holy? Is your life holy before God? When you look at your life, can you say, I am living a holy life? Not that I'm living a perfect life, but I'm living a holy life. I'm in love with my Lord and Savior. I can't wait to go to bed at night and call upon him before I go to sleep. I can't wait to get up in the morning and spend time alone with him. Do you have such a yearning for Jesus that you want to spend time with him? That you're anxious to go to church on Sunday morning to see all the Christian friends and family and have fellowship with them and hear the word of God and to sing praises to his name? Are you anxious about that, or you say, "Well, man, I got to go to church today. Uh, I'm going to miss the I'm going to miss the Raiders and Saints games. Oh man, I don't know. I I better I better watch that." Where is God in your life? Where is God in your priority list? Where is God in your giving list? Do you honor God with your giving? Do you honor God with your time? Do you honor God with your reading God's Word, spending time in prayer? Do you honor God with your attitude? What do we do? What are we doing? And see, I think Paul is trying to get across to these people. This is an urgent time. It's time to follow our God, to follow the Lord Jesus Christ with everything we have. He says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. 
just as each of you have a, has a one body, many members. These members do all do not all have the same functions. So in Christ, we are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Folks, we need each other. We need your gifts. We need who you are. Some of you are much deeper in faith than others, but some of you are much deeper in in giving to the things of God. Some of you are much deeper in your in your uh, your compassion towards people. He needs all of us. He needs your gifts. I know people that have had the gifts of mercy. I know people have the gifts of giving. I know people have the gifts of hospitality. In fact, I know a number of people that have the gifts of hospitality. And man, I'm telling you what, they are they're all so hospitable. I I have we have this friend. Uh, her name is uh, Pauline. Lives in Middleton, Idaho, and she is not the most um, gracious host. She always wants to have people over. She feeds more people all the time, and every time you leave her house, she gives you like a jar of jam or a banana bread or something. Every time, I've just never. I mean, I've been around a lot of people, but this person, she is such a woman of hospitality and giving. You know, her heart is as big as Mount St. Helens. I say Mount St. Helens because I was there when it erupted in 1980, so it's all very clear to me. But you know what? God uses us all. He says, verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it as prophesying in faith. It is serving, let him serve. It is teaching, let him teach. We got some great teachers. Pastor Max, my youth pastor, soon to be my associate pastor, a phenomenal teacher. I mean, gifted teacher. He's I, My gift certainly isn't teaching. I believe God has gifted me in preaching. I believe that is a gift, and I'm very comfortable preaching. But when it comes to straight out teaching in this net, Max is so deep and and he and he's going to be teaching growth classes this next year, and he's going to, and he preaches. And he does a great job when he preaches. He's only twenty eight years old, but I can tell you what, that's his gift. But he's using his gift. He says, if it's encouraging, this is verse eight. Let him encourage. If that's my father, my father had a lot of gifts, but one of them is encouraging, encouraging people to be the best they can be, encouraging people when they are down. You know, and said if. Uh, and beyond that, if it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. You know what? We have a number of people who give generously. I can tell you, I can name names, I won't, but people have given generously. We have had, um, we've been very fortunate at Cloverdale. We had a half a million dollar church debt. I haven't told the radio audience this until right now. And we've been praying about it for a year that God would help help um, pay it off because I don't believe in debt. So we started praying weekly for a year. Well, lo and behold, long uh, while well, I make this short, I had a guy in the church step up and say, "If you if you can raise the first hundred thousand, I'll donate a hundred thousand." And you know what? We did, we did, and this happened recently. But not only did we raise the hundred thousand, and the hundred thousand donated, but we raised enough that paid off our building after all these years. Praise God, He paid off our building. It was because. People use their gifts of generosity, and they gave generously. You know, if it's showing mercy, show mercy. And said, do it cheerfully. Love people cheerfully. Be merciful to people cheerfully, not out of, oh, man, i got to be nice to them. They've, been, they've had such a hard life. But because God loves you so much, you want to share the love of Jesus. Folks, God is good. He answers our prayer. He is there all the time for us. Folks, may God bless you. May you follow his word. Have a wonderful day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.